This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. Our heroes have taken their first step towards escaping Greensboro Penitentiary, but they've found a secret lab where a woman from Butthole's past is creating clones of Quinny. Will Xanthus have anything to say about the science taking place? Will Butthole be able to transfer Quinny's soul between two bodies without dying? What the hell is Gary secretly up to? Find out next on Dum Dums and Dragons. Approximately 23 and a half years of age. Everybody's <laughs> pretty fit. 8% body fat, surprisingly, on top of a physical ball. Reaction times are normal. I think you're going to have a great time in your new body. Please enjoy. That's great. Use that one. That's great. That is very good. We got there. Yeah. So um, as she goes, she basically explains, this is partially for your benefit, even though you aren't listening. Yeah. So uh, you will notice a few differences with uh, this body to whatever you're used to. As you can see, and she sort of pulls up a metallic cylinder that looks like the Jurassic Park DNA sampler that Nedry robs. Mm-hmm. As you can see, the warden is very good at pulling samples from inmates when they first arrive at the prison. So consequently, I'm not sure when you were set free, but you will find this body is somewhat earlier than your previous model, uh, but I'm sure you'll adapt. You won't have goat legs anymore, so that should be a start. And as she kind of looks through them, she says, Bobbert, I don't see your sample here. We got rushed through the whole... No, they always take a sample. Is Alan's in there? Yes, I've got one from an Alan. Wait, Uh... what's this butthole farch? Oh, yeah. I sort of like renamed myself so that my parents wouldn't immediately murder me. (sighs) She very quickly palms the sample. So she grabs the Quinny one, she plugs it into uh, some device, starts looking at some readings... Okay, well, I believe we're about ready to go. It's it's interesting. He only has me make the ones that become most famous. When you died, you became quite the commodity. He was very excited to have Quinny of the Quinnies as one of his uh, most recent subjects. This is the warden? Yes. Well, um, here's where things get a bit dicey. Bobby, I need you to keep in your mind the most clear image you can of your friend Quinny. And she pulls up a chair next to the slab with the body and does almost a blood transfusion connection thing, brain electrodes, blah, blah, blah. 
so she plugs Quinny into that, and you stand over him. And she says, "So um, I'm standing over. You're standing the, over the body, Quinny body or, or her stitch? Yeah. She says, "Now, um, the only catch is I am not entirely sure how best to transfer his essence into you. It would have to be a very deep, very personal connection. Yes, I will kiss him <laughs> so hard. It's going to be magical. That's the way to do it. So you lean in. Your beards combine. He comes down like on his way down. He yep. gets ninety percent, yep. and Quinny's like leans up and is like, let's do this." <laughs> Butthole, you think back to the horrible moment when you saw your brother impale Quinny and you realize you might never get a chance to finally act on this impulse. Yeah, and then I remember when I was inside Alan's mind and I just saw hundreds of Quinnies dancing (sighs) in their fuck harnesses. And I just realized that was the lost future. And then I found it again and now it's here and my heart is so full. And in the corner, Kevin starts crying just because he can sense the emotions of the moment. (laughs) Somewhere Bucky is crying and he doesn't know why. (laughs) Yeah, so I start kissing. I think your hand comes up to the side of his face. You brush a donkey ear away <laughs> and suddenly, Quinny, it's just like when you were coming out of hell. Um, <laughs> That's what the kiss is like? <laughs> well, kind of in terms of your soul being pulled forward out of something, you feel all the strength draining out of your body and emptying as you enter into the essence of Butthole Farch. So. Wow. Ryan, I'm going to need you to roll me a wisdom save. And Quinny, can you please roll me a, say, charisma? This is you trying to desperately, as a mind, keep yourself as present as you can. This is a save? Yes. 14 on my charisma save. 21 total for me. For a moment, the two of you exist in one soul, one essence Mm -hmm. together. What do you say? Thank you. I don't even use words because now we've become this same soul being. So I just open my mind and it's like we're sort of there as like two ghostly figures that are very close. The edges are intertwining and my mind just opens in like the center of my forehead and it just becomes a butthole and yellow light sprays out. And for that brief moment of connection, I show you how I see you. What do I look like? No, you just look like you. Oh, okay. It's always you, but it's just, you you realize, because like we all see each other's highlight reels Mm -hmm. and you have got all your own hangups and problems and all the like negative thoughts about yourself. But you realize that I have none of that. Like all that stuff is gone. And there's just this shining paragon of Quinny that is my friend. Okay. And you, you begin to see that reality from my perspective. As the words leave my mouth, thank you. Uh, it puts all of these different images and ideas into your mind where the two words represent thanks for rescuing me from hell, giving me a chance at a life like just better than some fucking thug and giving me a chance to be better, like acknowledging the potential that you've seen in me and thanking you for acting on that and trying to nourish that, it's all a big, warm feeling of gratitude. As both of those things happen and the field surrounds us, so we kind of open intellectually, that's the point where we almost merge. But then everything starts to darken and the joy starts draining out of it and you're both enveloped with something deeper than terror because at this point you're not corporeal, it's not bodies, it's mind and soul and it's something on a completely different plane. Quinny, you just hear, and Butthole, you'll hear this as well, but can for some reason tell it's aimed at Quinny, a voice that just says, this one is claimed, find a better one. And all of a sudden there's a horrible tearing sensation as you can feel Quinny's essence being ripped away from your mind. Quinny, how do you want to try and save? What does Quinny try and do? I mean, stat-wise, it's like dexterity is like, I dodge. So then maybe that's it. Maybe you reach out with everything you have and try and grasp on and hold. If there's a pulling, it's just physically describing it would be to just squirm free. Go ahead. And what are you doing to try and keep his essence with you? Um, I feel like because I function in a world of insight and not logic, 
I'm responding to things emotionally, which I imagine might be more effective in a realm of spirit. So simultaneously, I harness my whole life's experience and I become the best warrior version of myself I can be because I've been challenged on a spiritual realm and I'm not losing Quinny. I shift and I have aspects of the Forsaken around me, myself, Moonlight Bringer. Moon hammers behind you with her two hammer hands. That's what I mean, yeah. Scott, I, yeah. I mean, Moonlight Bringer's one I blood punch in the other, the chain shield, like everything at once. One of your I'm, legs is Bucky, one of your legs is Goblin <laughs> Jr. <laughs> honestly, yeah, yeah, honestly, yes. Yeah, and yeah. I'm just chopping away at the darkness around him, determined to fight to him against whatever is coming at us. Okay, smash cut to outside. <laughs> I'm just kissing him. <laughs> Yeah, so you're Maybe kissing him. Five fifth kiss. Like there's just <laughs> you just hear um, like. <laughs> so Barbara, you stagger back, and you don't know this because you're inside your head. But for Gary and Alan, he starts screaming. And when I say screaming, I don't mean warrior yelling. Like screaming in unholy agony and terror. And on his back, you can see a strange glowing symbol, the same one you could normally see with your red eye. On yeah. his front, you see the symbol of Moonhammer. And then both of them start to bleed together, and you can see his skin start to sizzle and burn under it. This is bad news, Alan. What do you do? Shit. I, f- I guess I'm panicking, and I'm just saying, fuck, sh- whatever. <laughs> I need to try to fight the shocks and add my mental strength to buttholes. Alan, you reach deep inside yourself, yeah. and the shock collar just fucking goes off. Yeah. So take... 13 points of damage. Fuck. You can feel your hair start to sizzle, but you're doing that thing. It's like watching someone against a particle beam in a movie where they're, mm-hmm. you know, forcing their way forward. And then you hear Xanthus in your head say, Alan, it's okay. I've got this. And all of a sudden you feel tremendous power flow through you. The shock subsides. You realize you're not using your magic. You're instead channeling his. And you can see the brands freeze. They're still mm-hmm. there. But basically, he staggers down. You can see that he's not conscious, but at least he's contained and his body isn't going to explode anymore. Mm -hmm. There's like blood leaking out of his ears and out of his eyes, but he's not. I mean, that's any day I'm hungover. (laughs) (laughs) Classic. Gary, I know what you're doing. We'll talk about it later. Back inside the brain, Quinny, you're wriggling and struggling, leaping for this idealized version of Butthole. I'm going to need you to roll me a dex check and Butthole, I'm going to get you to roll me a check with advantage and add your sense of self. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want, like, wisdom plus proficiency? Would that be it? Let's call it that. That's going to be a 26 for Quinny. 22 for Butthole. Quinny starts struggling. It's just like a tidal wave of darkness pulling him back, pulling the sense of him that you can see apart. But with a ferocity you didn't know he had, he struggles out. And as he comes towards you, you just come down. Your whole sense of self, giant shining light of friendship and love, and you smash this fucking dark figure and shadow. It bursts in the same way that if you... Um, you hit Dracula, it becomes 100 bats? Yeah, kind of. Pretty much. Wow. Thank you. That's that's actually, that's pretty much exactly what I was going for. I was going to do it in water terms, but bat terms are good too. It bursts into kind of an essence that you can see floating at distance. You can tell it's laughing, but Quinny, you kind of turn to it and say, I still belong to you, but not right now. And then my spirit whispers in your ear, say motherfucker at the end motherfucker. A giant shield of my mind appears between Quinny and the creature and it just says, fuck you, and glowing neon lights. A dark lance spikes out of the darkness and Quinny, it slashes you across the face, bursts through the shield. In outside land, all of a sudden there's just a carving across Butthole's face. There's a spray of blood from like the edge of his nose up across his forehead. 
but he staggers over and through the haze, you see the blank Quinny before you and Martha screaming, you must do the transfer. You must do the transfer. There's only one way. And I lower my pants and sit down on Quinny's face, putting my butthole right against his mouth. And I fart his essence into his body. Jesus Christ. And it's like, it's the equivalent of a machine gun fart, only it's just like a treble. So it's getting louder and softer, vibrating at the frequency of Quinny as as it starts shaking his body. I'm holding his head with both hands, (laughs) squatting over him as it just sprays his soul into his mouth. This is a D&D podcast, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Craig, it was. <laughs> the table is shaking. Everyone is shaking. Yeah. <laughs> Quinny, with a jolt, you wake up to a sight you'd, you know, you'd hope never to see, but also kind of expect it. If this is like that movie trope of like, <gasps> you're awake. <laughs> My face right into his ass. Yep. I just scramble out from underneath him like as quickly yep. as yep. I can. Yep. And yep. like the IVs are like falling out of you and everything else. The minute you get into your body, there's a searing pain across your face and a similar scar appears from the bridge of your nose up across your forehead. Okay. You can feel the brand burning into your back. Uh, yeah, yeah. But for the first time in a long time, you feel like yourself. Because oh. damn it. Quinny's back, baby! I do a backflip. I do two backflips. Whoa. You don't need to roll. You're awesome. good at those. My whole torso's burned. I have a scar across my face. I look at Quinny, and I point to my scar, and I point to his scar, and I go, best scars ever. <laughs> <laughs> and then I reach into my pocket, and Tom, I would like to spend some stress. You call it. It's probably five, and I'm fine with it. <laughs> what I would like is, in the previous room, I didn't tell anybody when I was looking at all of the garbage, but I found a very specific thing that is very rare in medicine, but sometimes occasional when you're treating children. And knowing I just violently farted <laughs> into Quinny's mouth, I just reach out and go, mint. <laughs> Not knowing that he found it in garbage, I'll take it. <laughs> You do so. Alan, Quinny's back. You see your friend is finally back in his body. Mm -hmm. Thoughts, feelings, reactions? I just kind of say to myself, thank you. Why are you helping me? Alan, we're we're helping each other. That's what friends are for. And then the room explodes. So (laughs) I need you all all to please roll me a dexterity save or a constitution save, depending on how you want to weather the explosion. (laughs) Gary, you can roll with advantage, please. Ooh, that's nice. It's the same roll of oh, a three. <laughs> you got a three on the dice? Yeah, twice. I did too. I also <laughs> got a three. I, I got 11. Well, I mean, I'm glad, glad, but I also, guess I'm glad five you with con- for constitution. Uh, 10 with my deck save. 11, but with evasion. Do we get any sense to do anything or it just goes off? I just want to try to shield Kevin. Oh, yeah, Kevin. All right. The room erupts into flame. Glass blasts out into the center of the room. You hear Martha scream. Oh, yeah, Martha. Well, I shielded Kevin. If you save. (laughs) Not the scientist. If you rolled a save. So if you got above a 15. None of us got above a 15. None of us cleared 11. I will be unconscious momentarily. Oh, God, that's bad. That's 20 points of damage. I am unconscious. Oh, no. Martha, one of the glass tubes explodes, blasts her with shrapnel. It's in her eyes. It's in her throat. She's falling over. She's clearly on the verge of death. You managed to shield Kevin, who did pass his save somehow. <laughs> so Kevin is unarmed? <laughs> no, he still takes half damage. But unfortunately, goblins have very little HP. So you shield him best you can, but Kevin goes down. As the fire consumes him, he's like, friends. I can't bring him back from fire, so that one's just tragic. Martha hits the ground. A couple of you dodge behind things. You see Alan take a huge brunt at the blast. She gets thrown across the room, bounces off one of the tubes. But then you see her get up and rush over to Martha and put her hands on Martha's shoulders and be like, Martha, Martha. 
And then Martha's eyes go blank and Alan falls over unconscious. Fucking tits. Okay, so we're in this terrible room. So the room is on fire now. Oh my God. <laughs> I've got a quick point of order just because I'm in a new body. Yes, sir. I'm naked, but taking Ooh. half damage on evasion, taking 10 damage. Am I taking that off of what my HP total was from my old body? So you're back in fine fighting Quinny form. Yeah. So no, everything is, is it's okay. a fresh you're body. back in universally That's, the old stats. That is huge for also, me. Thank you. Welcome back to Lucky, sir. Yeah. Oh, Woo. baby. Those natural right. ones. So go I'm going to look off. to Quinny and I'm going to say, get Alan out of here. And I'm going to run over and try to unplug Von Strauss and carry him out. I look very much like Deadpool in that scene where they're in the burning medical building because I'm wearing essentially half of the pants I have. I was already covered in burn scars. This now is like the third or fourth Deadpool up. reference. Just clarifying. <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah, yeah. I'm all, right. about that, all about that pool. If we do, <laughs> do one more, we get a free sub. I'm, <laughs> I'm not quite dick out yet, but I'm close. It's <laughs> gone from like shredding pants to now they're sort of shorts to jorts. Conan is, style? Is my... Jorts. Yeah, jorts. It's, it's like a ragged Kevin Smith from the waist down. Gotcha. So you run over to Von Strauss, despite the explosion, body's taking some damage, but you can see that the neck wound has been sewn up. He actually looks like he's been treated fairly well. He's the size of Arnold Schwarzenegger, but you're big too, so you pull him off and up onto your shoulder. Give me a strength check to kind of fire him and carry him out. It's like big show carrying Arnold Schwarzenegger. Actually, that's... <laughs> I got a 10. So he slumps off the side of you as you try and make your way out of the room. The rest of you, I assume, are jumping for the portal. I'm uh, bringing Alan. I have no choice in the matter. <laughs> oh, yeah, look at her. Gary, Martha. <laughs> I will be yelling for people to leave and we'll be heading towards Martha, but I think Gary's kind of, with the confusion, just wanting to be the last one out. Upon reaching Martha, Martha's down and out. That being said, basically you want to try and, like, medic her up outside. I think Gary was just checking if she was alive or not. I think given the circumstances, the flames, as you'd be like, oh, no, lost cause, and just be going Can you out. me a perception check real quick? Yeah. That's a one. That's a nat one. So, you know, <laughs> not, not, nothing special. I mean, she 10. was going to be savable, but now she's <laughs> definitely dead. This episode is sponsored by Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective mind. But now we sell T-shirts and hoodies and water bottles and a ton of amazing products, all because we use Shopify. <laughs> Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It is 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Honestly, we tried to do merchandise for years, either to make things that were high quality, to make things that we could ship easily, to make things shippable in multiple markets. We just could not find that answer until we found Shopify. Once we got set up with them, it has been a breeze. Money transfers, no problem. Payments converted, it makes it so easy. I don't have to do anything manual. None of our team does to be able to provide high, high quality merch. Shopify gave us the control to be able to make our business even more successful. And it 
can do that for you because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, their award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify, and yours should too. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums, D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-S now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's the way you get to hear this. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to my first advertisement. That's right, it's the great wizard Bukake here to talk to you about the Patreon of Dum Dums and Dice. It's an amazing opportunity for you to contribute to a show you enjoy and appreciate even more shows they're making elsewhere too. For $1, you get access to the fan-only Discord and a pre-session video and post-session DM chat for each arc of Dum Dums and Dragons, including all the historical ones. At $5, you get a weekly table-side chat, plus an ad-free feed where you don't have to hear any of us talking to you about Patreon or any other products that pop up. At $15 a month, you can name NPCs and submit names for places and things that have to get used in the show and mess with Tom. And at $25, you can create your own NPC that'll interact with our heroes and get a special thank you at the end of every episode. Just go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Join today! So yeah, she's completely MIA. You do, however, notice that she seems to have what looks to you just like a weird flat square of glass that's slightly burned. Don't you tell me twice. I'll take that weird square of glass. Take yeah, that. Yeah. So you grab that and you go. Quinny, you're in a fresh body, so you're actually... Pretty hale. Yeah, you feel great. Um, already. So you're able to get Alan out. Pretty much no trouble. Because you're a failed check, you and Von Strauss get stuck halfway out. So you stumble, take, please, six points of fire damage. And Von Strauss is sort of coming to, and then the chaos and the explosion, he's just like, leave me. I just say, shut up. Kevin died, <laughs> asshole. Who's Kevin? The master of disguise. And I burst into tears as I continue dragging him out the portal. Von Strauss doesn't know who that is. He's pretty jazzed about getting rescued, so he starts helping. Oh, good. As best he can, which is really not much, but it's the difference between dragging someone and someone kind of helping to step. Yeah, that's good. So uh, you get him to the edge of the portal, and Gary, you're kind of bringing up the rear. Yeah. Together, you kind of hoist him out and through. He stumbles out into the hallway outside. And together you step out through. The fire is not passing through the portal. You can see the lab is burning. Nice. I want to go back and get Martha. I want to go in too. I physically tried to stop you both. Me like, it's too dangerous in there. We don't know what science, if that's a thing, could uh, explode further. It is too dangerous. What do you hope to find in there? Answers. What is going on? The only answers you'll find there is fire. I can bring her back to life. Go, Quinny. Uh, And I tackle (laughs) Gary if I can. (laughs) What? (laughs) All right. Oppose checks, please. Yeah, I'm going to try to... Strength check and yeah, dexterity. Eight. (laughs) Twenty. 
<laughs> not not a net though, right? Twenty total. You leap at him, but you're also kind of like dropping von Strauss as you do it. I just end up hugging von Strauss and fall down. <laughs> yeah, and this is definitely nowhere near Gary's first rodeo. So yeah, he just aikidos both of you to the ground. Which means that you're actually free to try and stop Quinny if you want. Yes, yes, I will try to grab him. Two dexterity checks, please. Right. Or I guess an acrobatics check for... Oh, yeah, acrobatics. 18. 22. Oof. So the greased-up, newborn Quinny man <laughs> manages to <laughs> slip past you. Can't do anything cool ever. Quinny, you leave <laughs> him. There's no, there's no sense of cool decorum. <laughs> no, you look so hot. No, the greased-up newborn. in the mouth, and he's a greasy boy, and hopefully not like flammable grease. All right, take 15 <laughs> points of fire damage. There it is. Happily. This is what Gary was warning you about. Whatever, man. You don't run into a burning building. That's 15 down from 41 instead of 15 down from 2 in the old body. <laughs> Quinny, you have a moment as you land on broken glass in the fire. That's fine. Where you just see your Franken body burning, still strapped to the chair. Do you attempt to save it? Martha first and foremost. Okay. You rush over to Martha. She's an old frail drow, so she's easy to lift. And you're going to try and drag her out? Yep. Okay. Can you roll me a strength check, please? 17. You successfully drag Martha to the edge. Can I use Step of the Wind to kind of run and help? Sure. Gary, take 11 points of fire damage leaping into the fire. Quinny. Quinny, if he's at Martha's body, do you want to go investigate other things? No. It's in the past and it's burning up. Can you remove a perception check real quick? 16. Cool. Gary grabs Martha. You think maybe wraps a wing around him? Yeah, I'm trying to use all my facilities to get you both out of here. And then I think it's just like a torpedo leap, Luigi and Smash Brothers just side jump. <laughs> yeah, spin um, in the yeah, air. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah. Quinny, the last thing you see as you go through is the slumped, weird, strange body that you somehow become partially attached to. And oddly enough, you notice that it isn't burning. And then the gateway collapses behind you. Your old body had fire resistance? Didn't test it out before that. It was made up of dead gods, so we don't really know what it would do. Yeah. The sort of watery surface of the portal ripples and then fades to silver. And then water just splashes out into the ground. All the gems go blank and it's just a big metal hoop. The moment they come through, I dash over and lay a hand on Martha. And I'm like, this is going to fucking suck. And I channel all of my power through whatever shitty reception I have in Try to hit her with Revivify. Okay. Roll me a very, very important constitution save. Oh, that God. One. That can't be good. That cannot be good. Oh, man. All right. I'm going to roll a dice. <laughs> so... You reach out to the power of Moonhammer, but it feels like your mind has been torn because of this experience with Quinn. Yeah, it's not been a great day. <laughs> not been a great day. So you're reaching, and it's it's like grasping at something that's wet. You can almost feel your power. Uh, going to roll a dice to see if your collar explodes. Your collar does not. Nice. Oh. <sighs> wow. It sparks. You put your hand on her. She's not moving. You don't necessarily know how close you were to death, but yeah. It was a D6. You had a, always got a 50-50. Sometimes you got to roll a hard six. Roll a hard six. So congratulations, sir. <laughs> nice. You get nice. to live. Now, you're in this hallway. I think, Gary, you have to do a quick little stop, drop, and roll to get your yeah, feathers, that makes sense. Kind of flame. feathers clear. So Martha's dead. Gary, the object you pulled from her seems to have Ooh. information on it, data. It's like some kind of weird glass scroll of some sort. 
So Quinny might be able to find some answers there if you choose to share that information with him. As for the rest of you... I am swearing uncontrollably at the top of my lungs, yanking on my collar. I need to get this fucking thing off. I'll stow away for now this class and then kind of go towards that. Please don't resist it. The second you pull it off, it will trigger the explosive death and then you will die. Okay, fine, fine. I take the hands away. This is fucking bullshit. <laughs> yes. I don't care about any other part of the plan. This comes off because I can heal everybody. I, I could bring her back from the dead. I could do whatever the fuck I need to do. But with this on, we're, we're fucked. Okay, let it all out. That's as good. We've been for a very dangerous situation. Anything you need to say, just open books. Say it. That is very healthy. Get the fucking collar off. Well, that's, that's it. It's yeah. a fucking simple goal. It can't Can happen. I? But yes, keep saying that. Can I spend my last point of stress? What do you want? I want to have gotten the hairpin, my new body, take it from my old body. I'll say you start patting your naked body down for the hairpin. You're like, fuck. And then you feel some tapping fingers roll up your shoulder and they slide the hairpin into your hair. Then Billy Fingers rolls up into a fist and gives you props. Oh, yeah, props to Billy Fingers. So Billy Fingers Fingers is the real hero. Butthole. Yes. So you rolled a one, which is pretty bad, but you also survived an explode of your dice. I'll give you a devil's bargain. I'll let you throw enough essence into Martha to ask her three questions, but it will cost you something, and I might not tell you what that is. Alan's unconscious. No, I don't want to torture her soul. If she's gone, she's gone. I wanted to bring her back because I felt like we killed her, and that's a fucking immoral choice. But I don't think... Butthole, the idea where they, like, summoned back the fucking gnome soul a thousand times. Like, if (laughs) if I had known that was happening in the trial, I'd be like, don't fucking bring that guy back. He doesn't need that. Here's the question. Do I think Martha's a good person or not? You have vaguely nice memories of her, but they're so distant. Over her, I think I'd just pray. I'd just do the funeral rites, and I'd say, if you're going to someplace good, enjoy it. If you're going to someplace bad, I hope it's Moonhammers. <laughs> That's it, because there's a portion of hell where she could be looked after. Alan, you wake up with one HP. Nice. You hear in your ear just before you do, wake up. Thank God, guys. Could you imagine if I died and you had to go back to hell again with the next guest? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I know where we'd put your soul, buddy. Prison, hell, prison, <laughs> hell. ass. Here's a clue. It turns out it's fireproof. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you have a moment to rest if you'd like. I'll permit a short rest. Oh, yes, please. Yes. Yes. Die. Absolutely. Um, I just got 30 health back. Jesus. I love... Having eight D eight hit dice, I just picked up forty eight health. D eight, damn That's it! Me as well, yeah, yeah. D sixes. I got D eight as well. Also, Alan, at this point, the ink has spread. It's almost the domino. Here's our fifth Deadpool. Um, <laughs> you've got, up. Uh, almost ding, like ding, a ding, Phantom ding. of the Opera sized patch of your original skin tone around one eye. Still, sort of parts on your arm, but you get the sense that it's spread. All right. I look down at Martha and I look at Alan. Is that a similar skin tone? Yes. Alan, are you turning into a drow? It is just possible that their skin is turning black or dark, and that is just similar to a drow. Well, yeah, but hang on. And do you know what? I was looking at Martha's red eyes. Yeah, and, and I, I thought, <laughs> kind of you probably know crassly, what? <laughs> I pry her eyelids open and see. Look at this. <laughs> oh, red eyes like like your eye. Is Martha your mom? No, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, that would have been wild if that was true. I didn't think it was, but I wanted to rule it out. Remember Elf Mom? Listen, after what we've learned of a lot of surprises and shape changing, you've been a bat for a bit. I'm not ruling out shit when it comes to what people look like. I need to find some clothes. Okay, yeah, he's really (laughs) naked. Oh my God, Von Strauss, you're naked too. I'm really short on pants. What's everybody else doing? Grab the multi-sheets. So everybody's got a a shitty moth-eaten toga. It's toga time. Von Strauss can only do the belt one, though. 
He's in pretty rough shape. He's barely walking on his own. Can we, should we can we patch him up or something? Can we do that? You can't really see anything wrong with him. Medically, oh. he should be fine, but it seems that whatever process Martha was in the midst of was perhaps more invasive. You can see some scars all over his body that look similar to the one on his neck. Von Strauss, we're going to do our best to get you out of here. We've all had our asses kicked. I think I maybe owe you an apology, Mr. Farch. I appreciate that. Listen, I've told you we're friends for a long time. I'm glad we're both coming to that realization now. What was going on in there? Do you know anything that we don't know? Like, uh, what do you know? Because we know jack shit. The last thing I remember was being stabbed in the neck. Oh, God. Oh, God. Lord never ember. And he falls to his knees and weeps in a very stoic but earnest way. I take it this man is from high society? Yes. He was the head paladin and protector of Lord never ember who ruled over Neverwinter, who we have been told was executed. Oh, so he didn't really do his job. That he weeps louder. That is the But hey, 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 Von, Von Strauss, you got you to remember two things. One, they told you he's executed. We don't know that's true. Hmm. And two, no matter what, you're going to get your revenge. You're not just Von Strauss. You're a Vonstrosity. That's like a monstrosity, but with more vengeance. He punches the concrete so hard it cracks, and then he struggles to his feet. Either I shall protect my lord, or I shall have vengeance. Exactly. Now let's get you that big flaming sword. Am I right, buddy? Oh, yeah, I want that sword back. Also, not to add on another stop, we need to get to the tower so we can escape. We've got your Von Strauss, but we need to add to the tower post-haste. I just turned to the portal. And I do a quick 21 fart salute for Kevin. Lost in our, our I, hubristic goals I of freedom. I leave after the third yeah, fart. We can, we can start walking. He'll catch up. So knowing where the lasers are now, you're able to subvert them and get past them. So you make your way back to the end of the hall. What you find with the lasers is that they seem to be depowered now. It seems that perhaps the power source was something that was through the portal. And now that the portal has been shut, the ability to run them is no longer there. So you make your way back to the door, you open it, and you're now back in the prison proper. So some time has passed. Dinner is afoot. So you can see inmates starting to move past. There's a bunch of the Quinny guards shuffling people along. Before we head into the yard or like more of a public space, mm-hmm. uh, I just kind of motion for everyone to halt. Okay, so some time has passed here, and I wonder with all the things that have happened, we might have to alter our plan quite a bit. For one, whatever your display was, I can't account for why we were gone for such amount of time or where we were. Also, the uh, head of security, our dwarf friend, may have woken up, and now you are with us, who certainly should not be walking around, Von Strauss. I'm open to ideas, but I think we do need to get up this tower because then we can release the collars and escape, but I don't quite know how. So we got three big... Parts of our plan. We got to get the collars off. Yeah. We got to get our shit, whatever our weapons and such are, because oh, I can't afford course. to leave that here. And then we got to leave. However, on the bonus scale, mm. look over here. And I point at Quinny. Hello, Q1 or Q2 or Q3. We put him in a guard uniform. He could yeah. be anybody. Get me a uniform. Yes, mm. of course. So if we grab a guard, boom, we got a guard. Gary, how do we get our stuff? Because step one is stuff and step two is getting up to the top. Would Gary know where the equipment would be? I know we yeah, are. Yeah, I yeah. think he would have a general sense. It would be just before processing in kind of the admin wing. It's outside of where the prison technically starts. So it'd be out of my jurisdiction, as it were. Yeah, but a guard could probably make it there. Guard uniform first, then? That should be easy enough to get. You just need to figure out how you want to lure a guard. Oh, okay. The other thing is, Quinny, now that you've got kind of a few seconds and you're stretching your your body out, it feels stronger than it should be. So we give you plus two strength from uh, some of the experiments that Martha was doing. Gary, could you get two guards to come back here, or like a guard to say that like you saw a prisoner get away? And then Gary, we'll have, can like- you roll me an insight check real quick? <laughs> That's a natural one. It's that one day a year that there are no birthdays. Oh, no. The dark day is upon us. <laughs> <laughs> You're going through every single person and damned if it's nah, just not a single birthday. I'm sorry I don't 
think I can help. Interesting side note, Quinny does not have a collar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my body wouldn't have Okay, so Quinny. You can magic all you want. Do you have the same powers that you did in the Franken body? You hear laughter in your mind. Yeah, sounds like it. Remember that time where your hand fell off and you made a sword pop out? Do you remember that or not remember that? Or where are you at on the ghost sword angle? Can I give it a try? I summon a uh, short sword out into the palm of my hand. He might be able to handle this one solo. I'll tell you what we're doing. We're going to have Gary call a guard over. Gary will leave line of sight, at which point when the guard comes to look for him, he will see one of you two. I think he sees Alan. I take a knee. Boom. You dogs purpose him. Oh, God. I'm just going out there and I'm yeah. looking around for <laughs> a guard. Yep. You see a couple standing in idle conversation. You there. Random inspection. Come with me. He looks to the other one for assistance. The other one's doing that like, whoa, not my problem thing and walking away. Quinny's, am I right? So the queue follows you tentatively into the room. He's going to roll a perception check. Oh, he's just real nervous. <laughs> well, it is your lucky day and my most unhappy day because there are no birthdays, but it is your death day. Wait, what? And come in with a sneak attack. <laughs> I take a knee, soaring through the air, a glittering short sword in hand, naked penis dangling in the wind <laughs> when he comes down. 22 to hit. Yes, that will hit. Okay. You can have sneak attack damage. Excellent. Twenty-one. I mean, you've already been dead once, so you knew how easy it was for you to die, but like, damn, it's easy for you to die. <laughs> Your dog's purpose, you come down and from shoulder to mid-rib cage, and he just splits. Ooh. Well, we want those clothes. Yeah, hopefully the uniform's okay. Yeah. Okay, so we got to get another one. So <laughs> on the second the one, one two minutes later, uh, <laughs> it's just head. a straight stab <laughs> through the head. Yeah, yeah. Same thing happened. <laughs> um, so you managed to get dressed. Okay. However, we make Von Strauss much better pants out of the uniform from the one we mm. bisected. I put so many hours into these people. Anyhow, now we've got the uniform. I must confess, I wasn't really sure how much of this plan we've sorted out after this fact. So we've got the uniform. Great. You are now a guard. Good. I can go get our stuff. Before, I was banking on the idea that Stitch here, when you were Stitch, you were so impressive enough that you would talk up. However, well. I suppose suppose von Strauss is a very important person. There might be something there. Can... Who's the most psychotic of you? Can everyone... I make... have an idea! <laughs> <laughs> what a question. Can Alan roll me an insight check? Sure. Go, Alan. Help. Natural Yay. 20. Beautiful. They're having this conversation and you're still pretty dazed. It's been a hell of a day. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you feel a little bit out of your league without your magic. Yeah. However, your brain's never been part of your magic. Magic. So it starts going to work, and all of a sudden, to your surprise, you recognize those instruments that seem so foreign. You understand what they are and what they were doing. And as they're arguing about and then killing these two Quinnies, it occurs to you that Martha was likely trying to grow an additional Von Strauss, and that he would likely be the next line of clone troopers. Uh. So perhaps, if you're able to outfit him, he might be able to, even though he's pretty dazed, appear as VS1, if you will. I'd say it'll take about 10 dead Quinnies to outfit him. Really? <laughs> We just find yeah. these uniforms. We don't yeah. need to kill these people. No, but I mean, we have to fight them again anyways. We don't want an army of his stolen bodies marching around. I, I understand you put the time in, Gary, but have you ever seen the traveling play The Bridge Over the River Kwai? Actually, they did come visit here. Yes, I did catch so that. So you remember at the end when he realized that he'd been building the bridge for his captors and thus that was something he needed to 
destroy. Yeah, Guinness, such a fine actor. But yes, I do remember that. So I think this might be the situation where you need to blow up the bridge you built, only instead of a bridge, you built the thousand-strong Quinny army. I'm worried that this would call attention to us. Hmm. I'll try and get him a uniform. Do we even need to outfit him in a uniform? I was thinking that too. We want to be able to show off his physique. We want to be presenting him. I start measuring bolts of the fabric from yeah, the two dead Quinnies. He I'm just like, needs like a shift. Loincloth. We do a lot ah. dangling so in the loincloth. However, you do find that poor Von Strauss is still pretty dopey. Gary, can you roll me an inside check real quick? Oh, another one. That's that's so many ones in a row. <laughs> Less 19s than 10. to 1. Yeah. You start putting together a very complex training regime to bring him up to snuff, but it might take several days. Quinny, can you roll me a perception check, please? Five. You seem to recall someone who needed something sometime that would have been helpful for this. Ah. Someone who needed something at some time. Hey, hey, Gary, you've been here a while. We're in yes. a prison. I yes. bet there's fucking drugs all over the place. All we need is a real upper. We, we need something that's going to make him hyper. Yes. Torgrim uh, was uh, quite fond of a quite an upper. He has his eye drops. I'm sure we could procure these and see how it affects our friend here. Okay, so we got a mission. Quinny, you got to go get the gear. Gary, you got to go to Torgrim. All right. Quinny, you need a fake prisoner to walk around and help carry shit realistically if you're going to carry everybody's oh, yeah. gear. Especially your armor. I'm going to raise my hand and volunteer for that oh, okay. one. Because I do the heavy lifting. However, Gary's been traveling around all day with prisoners. Maybe Gary needs some backup. Maybe, Alan, you go with Gary. Works for me. Von Strauss, I'm thinking you look like a bag of dog turds. Maybe you just uh, sit this one out. Maybe just here. To take a I would appreciate that. And he falls over. Great. We're going to assume that's healthy. It is awkward because I do have my staff with me. Uh, you will probably have to leave your staff. I'm not sure I could justify why it. Why don't we leave it with Von Strauss? I mean, worst case scenario, everybody just come in. Worst case scenario, we could get it later if he dies. But then if they fight him, there might be a last stand so we won't tell them where we are. All right. We do not leave without the staff. Of course not. We can't leave without him. She cares more about the staff than she did about Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> What's the Quinny guard armed with? Quinny guards are armed with batons. Some of them have little riot shields. Okay. So I dissipate my blade and I pick up the baton. Alan, how do you feel about that? You just do this at will? It's like a muscle I never knew I had. So two of you are going to go and find Thorgrim. Uh, mm-hmm. Two of you mm-hmm. are going to try and talk your way to the gear. Let's start with Quinny and Bobbert. Yes. You kind of arrive at the front of the prison and you're seeing guards there that are similar to the ones who came off the wagon. They aren't Quinnies. Star Wars terms, if the Quinnies are stormtroopers, these are your Imperial officer types. Got it. A couple of them turn and in their naturally British accents, Alan says, <laughs> where are you going with this particular guard? Where are you going with this particular captive? He's a work mule. He's carrying things. Oh, yes. Put them to work, am I right? <laughs> you got it. <laughs> I like you. You're, you're different than the other Quinnies. Have you heard of Q15? We've all heard of Q15. Now you can say you've met him. Samantha! Samantha, come here! Q15's here! I've got to call another department. We've all wanted to meet you. You're you're legendary oh, here in this, this prison. Hey, I've got a real time-sensitive task here. Can I come back? Is everyone still going to be on by the end of the shift? Oh, you know it. Okay, all right. If you guys wouldn't help expediting this, I'll be able to get back even faster. Oh, well, I mean, Meister Burger's been working us pretty hard. Turns out Burgermeister's in a real bad mood today. Would you mind signing this? Yeah, yeah. all right. I'm going to give you one point of inspiration for getting to feel what the <laughs> Forsaken felt forever. Don't get cocky. All right, so roll me a cocky with a Q. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, do you want Kowaki. Do you want Kowaki. deception or do you just want straight charisma? Uh, deception want... would be fine. Okay. 13. They're happy you're here. However, they're so jazzed about it that they're not really helping expedite. So it's taking a bit of time and they're trying to find the stuff. But they're also trying to talk you up a bit. And so it's taking longer than you'd hope. I lean forward and say, Q15, sir, I'm very sorry, but you know, we have to rush this because today is the day of no birthdays. So it's a much higher risk day for the prisoners. Can you roll me a deception check? Oh, actually, it's true. So... (laughs) 
I don't know, persuasion, I guess. I got a nine. It's like the record skips, everyone stops and stares at you. And they go, oh shit, it is the day of no birthdays. Oh, we got to get this stuff going. It was true. You didn't really need to persuade them. You just had to remind them. (laughs) Roll roll a reminder check. You start loading the stuff in, you find all of your gear. Quinny, can you roll me a perception check, please? 19. You're loading stuff, loading stuff, loading stuff, and as you're doing it, you're looking at your hands, and weirdly, they're not as dexterous as the shadow puppet hands. Oh. And it's an odd thing. You didn't really think there'd be anything you'd miss from the Franken body, but everything sounds a little duller now. Your abs aren't nearly as ripped, and these hands are slightly less dexterous, but you're still Quinny. Yeah. So when you see something shiny, you throw one more thing in the bag, okay. and we'll roll on the loot table later to find right, out cool. what that is. Ooh. But you managed to recover all the gear. Smash cut to our deception pals. So you're looking for Thorgrim. Yeah, like his room, I'm guessing? Yeah, so let's say you go by the guard barracks. You walk in, and there are a bunch of Quinnies laughing in unison to something that it's being read out loud. It's really unfortunate. I'm so sorry for what you're about to hear. It's eerie and it haunts my dreams. Oh, everyone having a good time in here? Back to work. How quickly is your break going to elapse? Sorry for the grammar. <laughs> they look at the dead dwarf clock in the corner <laughs> and they're like, oh, in unison. Very soon. Ah, uh, chills. Oh, <laughs> so weird. Time to see the head guard prisoner. Your magical ways will cease shortly. And then yep. uh, head towards my dwarf pals. Thorker. Thorgrim's office you. looks like Jessica Jones's office. Like, it's just a really <laughs> ramshackle. Oh. Like, there's lots of paperwork mm. on the desk. You walk in and you see him leaning back in his chair with his feet up, snoozing. It is definitely shift o'clock for him. This is very unusual. I close the door. I'm not sure if you prefer I do this or you, but we have to basically pickpocket these uh, drugs off him. I know where he keeps them, as I've just thought recently. But would you prefer I do this or you or... I'm feeling pretty confident and might have a little assist with me. Oh, you're a creepy hand friend. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> All right, so Alan, can you roll me a stealth check on Billy Fingers? Really? Yeah. Sure. Uh, 21 total. Billy is super stealthy as always. He starts skittering up Thorgrim and he's kind of like looking around as gently patting him down. And then he sort of finds a pocket and he goes and he's looting that pocket and it's the sleeping person in a comedy movie. Thorgrim is kind of slapping at the pocket. Gary, I think you feel gently bad about this because it looked like he was getting some good sleep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he does like that. So Billy comes back out and there's like sort of a shake of frustration. He goes skittering across to check the other pocket. You hear sort of a jingle of glass vials. You see one finger come out, make the two fingers, I guess, because you can't do a thumbs up with yeah, yeah. no thumbs. Uh, it gives you the A-OK sign. As he's pulling out one of the glass vials, though, you see Thorgrim's eyes flutter. He starts to sit up, and Alan, your arm shoots straight out, and a volley of magic missiles obliterate his head. Oh, my God! Oh, my Jesus. what the hell? Billy comes out with the vial and looks around and immediately skitters as fast as he can off the body. What was that? <sighs> I'm just keeping you safe, Alan. It's very important. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't me. Oh, that was you. No, I mean, it was my body, but I... That's still you. (laughs) (laughs) Look, what's happened happened. Can we just get out? So, just... I'm sorry. I'm Uh, sorry twice. What happened happened. This is your (laughs) excuse for just murdering this man? There's literally nothing I can do about it at this point. God, you're scary. (laughs) You're very scary. You are terrifying. Never use magic. Come on, let's get... Fuck. Fuck my life. 
Um, Billy Fingers is standing on the table, and he's got the vial pinched between two fingers. He's also spinning a small thing. Our eyes would look similar to something like a USB key, so it's about the size of a coin. Gary, can you roll me a perception check, please? Ten. You recognize this as a single-use necklace deactivation. It's like a collar remover? Yeah, basically you would have to repeatedly charge it for each one you want to remove, but it's kind of an emergency collar remover. Tell your hand friend to bring that drug to me and that key there. We'll need both. Tell him to give me the key. Give me the oh. key. Let's let's write this up. Sure. Billy's what's the looking key? back and forth between what's, the two of you. What's the key? It is something that will be useful later. We have to go. You just murdered one of the most important people yeah, here. Okay. <sighs> Billy, give him the stuff. So Billy hesitantly skitters over to Gary and gives you the key in the vial. I'd say good work, but it wasn't. <laughs> uh, Thorgrim's body slowly slides off his chair onto the floor. As I kind of open the door, quickly usher you at me like, Yes, and you are not to be disturbed. Understood, Thorgrim. No need to be that violent slam. Uh, look around to anyone who's watching that and kind of be like, Ugh. The day of no births, am I right? <laughs> and everyone nods in unison three times and then goes back to what they were doing. Uh, I, I think Gary is probably afraid of you because Gary didn't have a great relationship to magic beforehand. It gets you back to your staff. You're, you're safe. You're safe. I, I promise you're safe. <laughs> <laughs> Should we I roll mean, an opposed you... <laughs> persuasion perception? <laughs> yeah, actually, that'd be great. Let's find out if Gary <laughs> believes that. Right. Do you want me to roll? Yeah, so a persuasion? persuasion check. Does anybody have advantage or disadvantage? Insight or? Five. Yeah, make it a <laughs> Wisdom save. Wisdom save. Uh, 17. Yeah, you should be terrified. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Look what just happened. So you successfully make it back to the staging area now. You get Von Strauss, put some of those eye drops in, and his pupils dilate. He just kind of sits up. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's do this. <laughs> he starts like a, flexing a bit. Like the Nutrigrain guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> It's just Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah, was he always? <laughs> All right, so we got a uniform question here, Gary, because we got Von Strauss who can get us through. Yes, hopefully. Is he important enough that we think we could suit the rest of us up and walk through with them, or do we need to play prisoner and then carry the shit and then change closer to? Yes, this is part of the issue here. Um, yes, Von Strauss is a high you know, priority if he is the first, let's call it, clone of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, yourself, your guard. I don't know what would be the reasoning of you two coming with necessarily there's also the potential of now that we know that the warden seems to have some obsession or fondness for famous people we do have the forsaken here which is butthole's alter ego and we do have the daughter of the leader of the thieves guild yes this is terrifying but yes this is a good idea can you roll me an insight check there alan sure 11. Given that you look mostly drow, and there was a fully drow ah. person working downstairs. Thank you, DM. I mean, not all drows look alike. <laughs> no, but if you had access to Ultra Self, it wouldn't be too hard down, would it? You don't, right? Or you do? She's got the collar, so she doesn't have access to it. Well, I could spend some stress to prepare Ultra Self. You could spend some stress to ask someone. <laughs> I mean, if I could use my magic again, well, perhaps then I, I could do pull it. Pull out the key here. This would solve that. However, I'm hesitant. I'm sorry. How long have you had this thing? Just now. We got d- it just when she okay, murdered Torgrim. Uh, I'm sorry. What? It wasn't me. It was you. I it was definitely you. Who I we oh, don't so now he's a murderer. We can't give you magic. No, he was protecting me. How do you use magic? You were not under threat. To be clear, he was asleep. How he it, was asleep. he was waking up. You murdered yes. a sleeping man. No, you murdered he was a, a sleeping man. He was I do awake that. When not he you. died. <laughs> he was awake when he died. <laughs> 
you need to get better at your excuses for Alan, this magic. Listen, you're my friend and I honest. love you, but I... Oh, God, this is a spooky thought. How did she kill Torgrim, Gary? Via magic missile, I believe, is the term Did she it. get See? shocked by the caller, Gary? No, no, she did not. Then we can't stop her from killing us anyways, <laughs> Gary. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what? We were saying we didn't want to give her magic because she might murder us, but she murdered Torgrim and the caller didn't stop her, so she could kill you right now, and it doesn't matter if she's but wearing look. a collar. Oh, I was thinking it. Thank you. <laughs> look. But if you take my collar off, I no, could revivify listen. you if she kills you. Listen. That's what I'm thinking. Too. Either we give you Alan, you've said enough. <laughs> if you're going to say I'm sorry, that just won't I'm cut not it. Spoiler I'm sorry. What I want to say sorry. is that I'm not saying I'm sorry. I'm saying is if you give me my magical powers back, then Xanthus won't have to defend me anymore. Well, how was that defending did you, you? Did you ask him to defend you? No. Well, then you don't know what he'll do. I said about Xanthus, this guy seems shady. Oh, you God. can't just trust voices in your head. We do not have the time for this conversation. Decision time party. Who's getting the key? I think I, I leap at Gary and try to wrestle with <laughs> I gotta tackle Alan if that's what we're doing is fighting. That's crap. This is the fight. Okay. Time slows, Quinny, as you watch this occur. You see Alan suddenly leap forward for the key. You see Gary drop into a surprised, but also kind of ready for this fighting stance. Yeah, I'd say so. Butthole, you just straight up leap at Alan to try and intercept her yeah. midair, right? I just want to prevent this from going very badly very quickly. Alan, I need you to roll me a d20, please, and add your ranged attack bonus. 25. Can you roll me a d12, please? Yes. Eight. Can you add your spell modifier? 11. Quinny, you see this happen in slow motion. It's the classic. Everyone's talking like this. Alan, you leap at Gary. Gary, are you trying to fight? Are you trying to dodge? What are you trying to do with this? I think his priority is the key, but ideally kind of usher her past kind of thing. Okay, so can you roll me a dex save, please? 21. And Bobber, can you roll me a strength check, please? Five. So here's what happens. Alan leaps forward, hands out, and you can see her hair starts to stand up. It's similar to what you feel right before a storm. She's midair. Bobbert, you see this. You're like, don't like this. So you go to leap, and Gary, holding the key back, you move to gently guide her away. And a bunch of things happen all at once. And Quinny, you're kind of watching this, so we'll do it from your POV. Okay. Suddenly you see green electricity crackle around Alan. It's a very familiar green electricity. Yeah. And you see her reach for the hand and she misses. But running down her arm and grabbing the key is a small figure who skitters around your shoulders. I'm just wing. mouthing Billy fingers. <laughs> <laughs> And he taps your collar, Alan. The collar pops off, and a massive witch bolt blasts Butthole and Gary, doing 11 points of damage and throwing both of you back against the wall. Alan, your eye goes red. The last vestige goes red. You fall into a shoulder roll, stand up, feel your neck, smile, say finally, and disappear. Please give me your character sheet and your cards. No! <laughs>
This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at El Hamstring on Twitter, our special guest, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-A ZZAR, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. It's the last days of summer, 1920. Do you know where your children are? They should be playing outside. Come on, Chelsea. Mima says we're not allowed to go to this house. We're not even supposed to be on this side of town. Doing their chores. Why aren't these chicken coops clean? Please, Father. I'll be good. I'll be- <laughs> ah! Oh, God! <laughs> Obeying their parents. You look me right in the eyes and tell me you didn't steal this bike. Ma, no, I've been helping Mr. Diamond, all right? Lord, don't tell me my son is working at a speakeasy. Exploring their feelings. Let's go over to the apple tree. Gosh, (laughs) okay. But unfortunately for these young fools, the neighborhood bully has other plans. Tonight, you are going to meet me out in front of the old Barnaker house. Howling house? Why? <laughs> now, a Boy Scout, a tagalong, a doormat, and a delinquent will dare to spend the night in the most haunted estate in Arkham. Will they survive to see the sunrise, or will they succumb to the hunger of Howling House? You're going to die tonight. What is that thing? Is this, is this the witch's library? I'm gonna kill you! Not tonight! Roger, make him stop! No! You watch! Run away, little ones! I'm so hungry! Listen to the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program's award-winning season, Night at Howling House. The complete story, available everywhere you listen to podcasts, and at CthulhuMystery.com. All the, all the outs and free, all the outs and free. <laughs>